0: We ate our honey. We ate a lot. Now we have no honey in our honey pot. Hello and welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host and guide through Bear Country, Phil Gonzalez. And boy, oh boy, are we excited because this is the very, very First Berenstain Bear book. I'm super excited. It is called The Big Honey Hunt. And what is special about The Big Honey Hunt, besides the fact that it is the first Berenstain Bear book, what is special about The Big Honey Hunt is that it is not a Berenstain Bear book at all. I mean, it is. It really is. It's got the characters, it's got the setting, it's got everything we love about the Berenstain Bears, but it is not actually called. The Berenstain Bears. It's just called The Big Honey Hunt. And it wasn't written by Stan and Jan Berenstain. Oh, no. It was written by Stanley and Janice Berenstain. They weren't called Stan and Jan yet. So what's the history of this book? How did it come to be? Why did it come to be? Where did it come to be? It started out, strangely enough, as a book about a spanking. It was called Freddy Bear's Spanking. Stan and Jan wrote this book. They wanted to write a kid's book and they thought, hey, you know what kids love to read about? Getting hit by their parents. So they wrote a book about a little bear called Freddy who was trying to convince his papa bear not to give him a spanking and he came up with many, many, many different things the papa bear could do to him except give him a spanking it was kind of a bargain book and the joke was that he went back and they went back and forth over it time and time again until finally in the end freddie bear decided that it was probably just a lot easier to get a spanking and they took this book to dr seuss on their first meeting and it was like hey we have a book it's called freddie bear spanking and we think it's going to be a good thing to introduce to children a book about getting hit by your parents and so dr seuss took a look at it and he said you know what you guys have a good voice you have some good ideas but your writing is kind of kind of bad And the pictures don't make a whole lot of sense. So um, let's get started. And he helped them rewrite this book. And not only did he help them rewrite this book, he helped them rewrite this book a lot. He would tear it apart, send them back home, have them redo the entire thing. They'd bring it back, he'd tear it apart, send them back home, and have them redo the entire thing. Until finally, by the end, it wasn't a Berenstain Bears book. It wasn't even a Stan and Jan Berenstain book. It was a Dr. Seuss book. Written and illustrated by Stan and Jan Berenstain, but it was loopy and crazy and it had this weird escalation that Dr. Seuss books have where a situation starts out relatively normal and then it gets weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. And by the end of the rewrites, Papa Bear was chasing the other Freddy bear with a tree, like an attempting to like clobber his own son with a giant tree and it was actually one of dr seuss's partners who said you you're rewriting their book to fit your style and these people don't write about wacky hijinks they write about family dynamics that's their thing it's this isn't working this this book isn't going to work but there was one part of the book where the papa bear figure sends freddie bear out to a honey tree and says you know Small bear, you go out and you go to the honey tree. That, that's part of the things he has to do instead of getting a small, like, I'll send you to the honey tree. And small bears, presumably, like, mm-hmm, no, I don't want to go to the honey tree. And they said, you know what? The one thing that hasn't been changed in every single rewrite is the fact that there's this honey tree. Stick with that. Go back to that and write the book from the perspective of going to the honey tree. And so they did. They rewrote the entire book and called it The Big Honey Hunt. And it worked, it was an instant. Success. It was it was huge. Uh, it, it, it put the Berenstains on the children's book map. But what is The Big Honey Hunt? Where does it fit in to the world of the Berenstain Bears? Is it a Berenstain Bear book? Does it take place in bear country? Well, that's what we're here for. We're going to take a look at it. We're going to take a look at The Big Honey Hunt and see if we can make it work as part of the Berenstain Bear country. So the book starts off with the bears running out of honey that was what you heard at the beginning of the show mama bear turns the pot upside down and for the record mama bear isn't actually a character in this she's in the very beginning and she kind of gets the plot moving but that's it and you're going to notice in the next few books that mama bear is a presence but she is not a character this these books are about the father bear and the small bear and that's it as far as the look goes the bears you can tell they're supposed to be the Berenstain Bears. They're drawn like the Berenstain Bears. Papa's is wearing a very, very red plaid shirt. Uh, but Small Bear has the clothes of Small Bear, and Mama Bear has that blue polka dot dress and that weird nighty cap thing that she wears. These are, for all intents and purposes, the Berenstain Bears, but they are strangely fuzzy uh, in this multicolored fur that sticks up off their heads. They have these long snouts. Uh, with with big bulbous black noses on the end. Nothing at all like the sort of cute dog-like faces that came later on. Uh, they have long claws and very hairy hands. They're anthropomorphic bears, but they are far more bear than person at this point. And Stan and Jan Berenstain say in interviews that they don't care for the art quality of this at all. They were attempting to draw kind of in Dr. Seuss style, this very loose, loopy, swirly style of art and it and it shows if you look at their work they were doing in magazines and the work in this this looks like a mess at times you, you can't even tell like where the bears begin and the background begins like it just all blends together in places but it's still very dynamic and it's an enjoyable to look at book so they run out of honey and mama bear says hey you need to go get some honey go to the honey store now this is the bear dining room kitchen it's it's very plain you don't see a whole lot of detail but there's their circular table, three chairs, three mugs. Apparently they were just going to drink some mugs of honey for breakfast. There is a honey store within walking distance of the stairs. Like you go down the stairs and there's a honey store about two yards away from the front door with an angry guy sitting in the window. It's just uh, like a lemonade stand and it says honey store and of course papa bear says you know what we don't need to go to the store that's not what bears do we're going to go on a honey hunt and so the premise of the story is that papa bear follows a bee and the bee flies into various trees papa bear says hey here it is here's here's the here's the honey tree they go up to the honey tree and of course it's not the right tree there's some sort of animal inside that will attack papa bear small bear remains optimistic follows papa wherever he goes in the end the joke is that papa ends up just buying honey from the store mama gives them a look everyone's happy so we have mama bear papa bear and small bear those are our characters uh this isn't brother bear he's not a brother yet he's just small they live in the treehouse it is incredibly skinny it's about the size of two bears standing back to back from the outside but you already have the front door you have side windows you have the staircase in front it's winding in this version the staircase winds around and, but there's the, and then there's the two lights on either side of the door. And to me, that kind of makes the Berenstain Bears house. The lights are candles. Uh, and as we get further into the series and you start getting flashbacks to their old house, you'll see that the candles is kind of an important little motif. There's the basement windows. There's windows inexplicably on branches and up in the leaves, which is a thing that never gets explained. It sort of implies that there is more to this house than you will ever see from the outside. Uh, but that's it. The Berenstain Bears house is... There, I don't. There is a you know, there's a sunny dirt road that you know that they're they're walking on, um and then they head off into the forest. But for all intents and purposes in this book, they just live in a tree. They live in a tree. They chase a bee into the woods, and that's it. There is no neighbors. You can assume from the fact that there is a honey store within a few feet of their front door that there has to be more of a bear population around otherwise this store would not be able to exist and the bear looks pretty ticked off that they didn't get any honey from him so we have the bears we have their house we have some basic geography of bear country which is a couple of hills a trail through the woods and that's about it there's a couple of old rotting trees in the woods uh, one inhabited by a porcupine one inhabited by a family of skunks and papa and small bear get in a boat and they go down a river that's bordered on one side by sheer cliffs and on the other side by rocks and grass. And they go down this swirling rapid chasing this bee and end at the bee's honey tree. It's amazing. And it's this I don't even know what kind of tree this is supposed to be. It's rather Susian. It starts off very small at the bottom and and expands as it goes up. It's kind of shaped like a like a like a like a heart shaped vase. And coming off the sides are these gnarled old just rotten half branches that are hollowed out and the bee flies into the end of one of them. This is a hollow tree in every respect. It's bloated. It's inflated. It's got a few openings. It's, uh, I I can't describe anything else. It, It looks, it looks almost like a living thing, like a heart uh in the and in the middle of this of this wilderness this frightening haunted old disgusting tree and when papa sees it the look on his face is one of just sheer bewilderment he's never seen anything like this so they go up to the tree and papa's like this is it yeah this is the tree and there's bees in here and i can tell there's honey it, you know if it it's the description so he just starts ripping the sides off this tree of course the bees in there get very upset they fly out after him. They chase them back home. They hide. They do the classic hide under the water. When the bees fly off, they head back home, stop off at the stand, buy their honey. Everyone's happy. So that's the first book. Berenstain Bears and the Honey Tree. As with all of these books, it is told completely in rhyme. Very simple language. Uh, you heard the, the opening couplets, but like, I will get you honey. I said I would, but that bee's honey was not too good. Like, it's, it's, it's at a very basic level. So this was the first Ladies and gentlemen, this was the first Berenstain Bear book. Uh, There's not really a whole lot else to say about it, other than the fact that uh, it kicked everything off. And the next few books in the series, in the I Can Read It All By Myself series, are going to follow this pattern. Uh, They're going to be about the relationship between Papa and Small Bear. They're going to be Papa attempting to teach Small Bear a lesson. They're going to be Papa failing at that lesson, but Small Bear learning anyway by doing—by learning— to not do what Papa does. This is Papa solely as a slapstick character. He's not an authority figure. He's not stern. He's not really a parent. He's just a bumbling oaf. Uh, who means well? He's nice. He just... He... he he thinks he can do more than he is capable of doing. And, and and Small Bear reveres Papa Bear. Every every He never gets sarcastic. Everything that Papa Bear does, Small Bear accepts uh, with total credulity. As far as recurring gags go, it's that's what this book is. It is one recurring gag. It is set up, Papa declaring he knows what's going on, Papa not knowing what's going on, Papa getting injured. And the geography of bear country, so far we have the house, we have a honey stand that we will never see again, we have the sunny dirt road leading to the woods we have a few sloping hills we have a raging rapids we have sheer cliffs and then at the end of the rapids we have this honey tree the bears didn't have to get back on the boat to get back home but they did hide underwater the treehouse, very narrow but it's there we only see the kitchen which seems to lead out to the front door later on. No, they, that that stays the same. The kitchen, the kitchen will always be at the front of the house, at least for the beginning of the series. And the TV room is going to be off to the side. We don't see a TV room yet. Uh, there's no neighbors yet. There's no other characters except to be um, other species. We see a porcupine. We see skunks. These, of course, are all just non-anthropomorphized animals at this point. The only anthropomorphic animals so far are the bear family and can't really cover the evolution of the art because this is the art. Banana noses, long claws, hairy heads, strange hair. Again, they all look like they have sort of buzz cuts. Really big expressive faces. Uh these aren't the sort of templated characters you'll see in the much later books that all some of them which look like they came right out of a, you know, just a, a press. They're so predictable what they're going to look like this is still wild and woolly stan and jan berenstain uh the book was like i said a a success dr seuss said don't do any more bear books whatever you do don't get mired in bear books they wrote a completely different book they were really excited about it this book took off after they had worked on their non-bear book for a long time dr seuss said you know what i think we should do some more bear books and so they did so the next time we come back. We are going to be covering the second book in The Berenstain Bears, The Berenstain Bears, The Bike Lesson, in which they are actually called the Berenstain Bears. Not within the body of the book. Remember, they'll never be called the Berenstain Bears within the bodies of the book. That is only on the cover. But they will be finally known as the Berenstain Bears by not Stanley and Janice, but by Stan and Jan Berenstain. I can't wait to talk about it with you. I will see you in the next episode. Again, I am Phil Gonzalez, your host and guide through bear country. Join me again for Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain BearCast.